At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And on today's show, we have Vince Perry Jr. Hello, Vince. Hello, hello. It is the summertime. I'm <laughs> it <here>. is. <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. all nice feeling hot. <laughs> nice to be here. We're super excited to have you on the show, Vince, but for uh, our listeners who may not know you, do you mind giving us a background on who you are and how you got into photography? Yeah, yeah, I can definitely do that. I won't take too <laughs> long because I feel like everyone's origin story can be like a really long one or it can be like kind of short. So I'll you go can for give us the long like version. <laughs> you can give <laughs> us the long like version. Something <laughs> in the you might want to be careful because sometimes when I talk, I just don't shut up. I just like keep going. But um, We'll ask one question. That's the <laughs> <Yeah>. whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I've, um, I feel like with photography, I was like around it for quite a while before I actually dove in myself. Um, I actually didn't start shooting till late summer 2016. So yeah, now it's like five years almost. Yeah, five years since I've been shooting. But wow. kind of prior to that, uh, a lot of my close friends were photographers, kind of like more hobbyists around kind of like the golden age of Tumblr, I'd say like 2011, mm. like 2014. We were just like taking photos of, you know, different things like just still life stuff, um, just kind of like streetwear and fashion and things like that. And at that time, I was just like hopping in front of the camera whenever like they were shooting and it was like, oh, like this would be cool to like post to Instagram because I've been on the platform since like 2011 too. So like kind of, I guess, early adopter of the yeah, platform. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just like one of those things where it was like, let's make some cool photos and just kind of put them out there on the net. And it wasn't really for anything except for just like the joy. And then kind of like a couple of years before that, I would say my whole introduction to cameras really kind of came through doing video actually, because um, mm. I do both. And it was just like a lot of editing and like Windows Movie Maker. And we were kind of just filming on just like your standard camcorder, like back in the day, just doing like dance videos. So I would say like kind of the creativity of that emerged from like being around my friends and everything. It just kind of evolved to everything it is today. So since 2016, I bought my first camera, it was like a Canon 80D. And it was just like a moment of like, okay, I'm making enough money to actually afford this hobby because we all know it's expensive. Oh my especially, gosh. <laughs> especially um, shooting film, but I didn't come around to film until I think it was 
maybe spring of 2018, but I didn't really, I guess, reintroduce myself to the format until say late 2017. Cause it's like, mm. oh, you know, back in the day when we we're like kids and everything, we had like those disposable cameras that we were oh, shooting yeah. whenever mm-hmm. we went on holiday or, you know, we're going to theme parks, et cetera. Um, but it just didn't occur to me like that's what that was. It was just at the time. That's just whatever we used. And the first film camera I bought was a Canon A1 program. I got it off like off rope for like $150. It came with uh, the body, like a 50 mil lens, this bag, a couple flashes and some film. And, uh, it was just like one of those things where it was like, let me just have this camera so- alongside me shooting like all my digital work. So it could be like, oh, this could be the fun camera to kind of play around with mm-hmm. to get like, you know, that quote unquote yeah. film look. And that's just like what it was like at the time. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really know too much about it. It was just kind of just diving in. Um, so I guess on the basis of medium, that's kind of how I've floated around there. But in terms of like what I've shot, from then until now, I feel like it's been more or less kind of the same things. It's just like evolved a bit. Um, from early on, I think because like I was so much in front of the camera and I was like with my friends, you know, we just were essentially documenting like all these moments of us hanging out together or, or traveling together and, uh, yeah, just having fun. So, you know, shooting like portraits has always been a place of interest for me. And I just find a lot of joy and like learning people. And I'm sure you guys know that owning a camera has afforded us so many different opportunities to meet people um, that we would never meet if we had we not picked up the camera. You know, like that's literally like why we're here right now, which is little things like that is why I always always refer back to. So, you know, I've shoot portraits in the last couple of years. I've got more into fashion and more recently it's kind of picked up for me, you know, just as the world has opened up and everything like that a little bit, you know, little by little, uh, do a lot of travel photography when I'm, you know, able to travel. And it's, that's kind of been something more recently that I've gotten, I guess, a little bit more back into. And then, uh, I'd say, I I don't know if I, the more and more I think about it, I don't know if I'd consider myself like an official street photographer, but like Mm -hmm. occasionally I do shoot street and, um, this one genre of photography that I do enjoy. I don't think I participate in participate in it a lot like myself uh more or less i guess on like a day-to-day unless it's just like iphone stuff but i feel like for me it kind of tends to happen more so whenever i'm traveling because you get to kind of capture that essence of yeah you know the perspective and stuff of you know like when you're in these different cities and yeah just kind of like holding on to those moments so yeah so what what drew you to fashion because i feel like anybody we've talked to plenty of photographers on this show but like people who do fashion do it well like that's a skill yeah i think what's just like i guess like drawing me to it is i feel like when you're okay i guess starting off like shooting portraiture you know you kind of portraiture is different in a way compared to fashion Mm -hmm. in the sense of like portraiture like we almost see it as capturing like someone's like true essence right of like who they are and what always kind of drew me to people was like their style and even yeah. when you're kind of just doing like street portraits or you may see somebody on social media with a certain style or whatever that you like I feel like I've have always kind of gone after those people um that had like this natural sense of style that I was like attracted to and then I guess it, it's just like kind of like evolved it's like from early on people have always been in front of my lens and I guess with even in fashion I still like to have that essence of that okay yeah we may be shooting this type of like clothing but the person in front of the lens is like so important to me and I think it's like that that whole portrait side where I still want that stuff that I'm shooting to feel 
like it's real because I, I feel like sometimes within fashion sometimes things can be a little bit too far-fetched like for my own taste mm-hmm. where it doesn't feel yeah. like it's real so I f- I'm always doing a little bit of a dance there but I'd say in the last couple months like I've been down in LA working and everything and I'll actually be out there in a couple weeks uh, back to do some more work it's like I want to say like 2019 I was heading very strong in that mm-hmm. direction and you know obviously <laughs> things happen yeah. you know the next yeah. year so it was kind of like the I guess the path kind of just got delayed a little bit and slowed down because with fashion it's like you have to have a team to do it and I guess in a way I was doing it not necessarily like high fashion but more kind of like street style in a way where I'll go to a Goodwill or I'll go to a vintage shop and I'll actually buy the clothes that maybe that I want to shoot and I'll style oh, somebody wild. in it or even my own wardrobe I'll put somebody in those clothing you know that I think it'll whoever it'll fit with not necessarily the fit of the clothes but just like the type of look so I've I guess I've shot a lot of uh, women in, in menswear before like always kind of like that that look I feel like there's something just about a woman like in a suit yeah like, and just yeah. like killing it I feel like yeah. women wear suits better than men yeah, so it's like, yeah I love that. that that total look and it's not I'm not shooting that like all the time but that's like one of those things that I think about is yeah. like so pure uh in fashion so yeah just kind of like I guess curating um from my own closet you know from going out to thrift or even uh you know, reaching out to people to shoot like portraits, but then I'm like, hey, can you know, can you send a selection of clothes and then like let me help kind of curate that down and then getting into the whole like location scouting side of it. That's like always love those things to mesh because like I don't want mm. somebody to necessarily show up in an outfit that doesn't quite fit the location, especially <laughs> yeah. like color palette wise. So I guess those little details continue to add on and then just trying to see what more I can do uh, within photography because I feel like my interest in it is so vast, but all of the different genres just has, you know, led to like what it is now and kind of just taking the whole application and, and just applying it to like the fashion stuff, you know, different techniques and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a lot of mm. fun. So I, I'm fascinated by that. Do you ever, do you ever, like, would you ever, do you think you could ever like take a job as a stylist? Oh, no. <laughs> no? Because I really feel like... That's like such a, such a, like, a, like a specific thing yeah. that you're doing, you know, mm. like that's usually a whole separate job on a photo shoot. Yeah, yeah, Forget yeah. like yeah. the photographer doing that. That's, yeah. that's crazy to me. And I saw that in one of your videos where you're like, yeah, I had her, you know, pulled some things from my closet and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I, it's a lot of fun to do. I don't know. If, I'm, I'm definitely not at a level to where I think I'd be comfortable with taking on a job because it's, I don't know if it's like an imposter thing, but it's like, Mm. you know, there's obviously people that really do it. I'm kind of just doing it because like in some instances, like I have to, you know, to kind of get, you know, what I'm going for. But I have toyed with the idea of like, well, it would kind of be cool to learn more about that. I don't know if that's necessarily becoming like someone's assistant or just even doing it like a little bit. I think in some way, like it would be fun because I think when you understand what it takes, I guess for that side to work, it just gives you more appreciation, you know, for the people that are obviously doing it on a, on a way high level. But I think it's almost kind of good to like know a little bit about, you know, what everyone is doing like on your team. Like I've, I've never done makeup, but like if for some reason one day I just like (laughs) got, got into it, like that would actually be kind of cool to like, be able to do all of those things oh, but that's great i yeah. guess i guess the good thing though about having other people that can do it is you know you can just focus on the photography side mm-hmm. right and um yeah you just bring everyone together and you know everyone 
gets better that way. But yeah, styling is, is fun. It's a whole thing in itself. And uh, yeah, it's way cool. But also, I also feel like when you're looking at one of your photos, everybody knows like this is your vision, you know, like it's <laughs> yeah. nobody else. Nobody yeah. else's hand is there. It's like all you. Which yeah. is cool. I think the only thing about it is sometimes is, um, I guess if you're only working with your ideas, you can just really get trapped within those, you know? Oh, like, wow. Yeah. Having other people come together, like on the team that can provide that input and kind of be that little bit of like a soundboard to create ideas is really powerful. And I think that's the one way you can really kind of, I guess, step out of your shell or just kind of continue to push the envelope on, you know, what you're doing. And I feel like it's this year over the last like couple months as things have kind of like picked up for me um that's kind of one thing that i've challenged myself is to really just be open and you know just kind of seeing what's what and just learn along the way and yeah just try to maximize everything that i'm doing and uh yeah get everyone involved and have everyone feel valued as well that's like super important for me like everyone's input on there like you know yeah. everyone is gonna have their stamp on you know what it is that we're doing so big big team guy that's just like my background of like playing sports and stuff like yeah, yeah. all my life so that's crazy because like i i mean both of you you you're very portrait oriented like that's what you know you guys do a lot i'm yeah. i'm not i'm not I wish I was because like I really do love taking portraits and and hearing you talk about styling and stuff like that and it's coming from my perspective on the little bit of portrait work that I have done style has never been a thought in my mind <laughs> just thinking about that and it, and it it just amazes me that because there's just so much involved in a shoot regardless you know what I mean and then to be like oh okay let's move on to the second outfit that would be the last <laughs> thing that would go through my mind and it just like it, it makes me almost amazed that you guys can fill that space you know with things that need I mean that's why I'm not a professional you know photographer is because I, I don't have that mental checklist of hey send me a couple outfits oh this this location's great I'm usually I'm one of those guys that's like all right this is what I got let's make the best out of it <laughs> <laughs> so it's just really cool I feel like you could be like literally one step there I feel like people that just shoot like any type of scenes like street scenes or landscapes like the only piece you're missing is just a person to put in the frame and I feel like yeah, the yeah. compositions and stuff that I see from people that shoot within that genre of photography i'm just like wow if you just put someone there that would yeah, make it just go yeah. over the top i'm like this is just it's a strong image of course that you know people are creating but i'm like there's another element that you can even add by just like bringing this into the fold in it and it doesn't have to like be crazy and stuff i feel like what i've taken i guess from shooting like landscape stuff and like street stuff is just like a lot of like compositional things i've added into the portrait or like the yeah. fashion stuff and that just makes it like what it is like simple things of like having something like in the foreground i feel like that's something you really see with a lot of people that shoot landscapes that kind of like make things interesting to, you know kind of create a lot of depth and stuff like in the shots so yeah you're not too far off <laughs> <laughs> sweet yeah i definitely think you could try your hand at it timothy yeah i got especially now that you know times are finally i wouldn't say they're getting back to normal but they're getting somewhere so yeah, yeah maybe maybe soon so vince do you have any travel plans coming up now that things are sort of going back to normal i know like the london project was super cool like oh yeah thank you yeah thank you so much yeah i just um it's funny uh one of the people that i actually like featured in one of the videos just commented on like the video like yesterday and it's like oh like that was just like from a year ago that i uploaded it but it was actually it's almost yeah been almost two years now since wow um, i set out to like do that because when i published it like on youtube and just like on instagram at that point that I'd already had the work and everything for a year. 
Um, but it was just at the point of like, okay, there's other stuff that I want to put out like before mm-hmm. this to kind of just create a little bit of traction uh, for myself. But uh, as far as travel, yeah, so I've been down to LA uh, like twice, like kind of like the right at the end, end of March, beginning of April and then May. And then I was going to go in June, but I'm like backlogged <laughs> with yeah. everything that I shot. <laughs> so I don't know if I would consider so much going down there as like a kind of like a standard travel. It's because it's more so like work driven. Yeah. Um, even though I do get a little bit of time to hang out and stuff and like eat, but it's just, it's kind of like, oh, a quick trip. Like I'm here, let's plan everything. And then like, you know, let's just make it happen. And yeah, I, I do want to continue to go down there to work uh, because like for everything I'm doing, it's just, Chris, you know, it's just like down there is different. Yeah. Um, and it's it's one thing, access is is just a big thing. But going back to the, the original question is uh, traveling. I don't, I would like to go back to London. I don't know if that's actually mm. going to be possible possible this year i don't think it will be because i've just been keeping in uh in touch with all my friends there and yeah it's it kind of seems like they'll like reopen and then like kind of close and kind of like a little bit back and forth so i'm not too sure i know there's some countries right now that are letting uh u.s citizens and stuff in but i don't really feel like the list is that vast uh like i'm vaccinated and everything so like at this point i do feel comfortable with doing that right um i guess it's just a matter of like timing uh i'm just dying to go international again like yeah i haven't really made any plans to i don't know yeah it's it's been so weird like the last year and a half to not really think about us travel as much and I, I feel like throughout all of my life travel has been such an important part of I guess just character development sounds like this is like some narrative story but just like the <laughs> development of myself like as a person and then you know creativity too as well it's nice getting out and around and just kind of breaking out of you know your routine and yeah. I think it's super important to be able to do that because we get caught up so much in the day-to-day of you know what it is and um, sometimes that kind of gets in the way of us uh, making photos but I mean, if if I could just jump on a plane now, like I feel like top three, it would, I guess, be going back to places that I've been before. It's like London, uh, Berlin. I especially love wow. uh, Oh So Dear to My Heart um, and uh, Tokyo. That would probably be my top three, like out of the country, like right now. Yeah, that's like a it'd be, solid three right yeah. there. I like that. <laughs> It'd be nice to like go to New York. I guess I, uh, right at the end of the June, I just turned 27. So I just went down to Portland. Happy birthday. Which is not too, thank you so much. <laughs> not, <laughs> not too far from Seattle. And it's kind of sad because, uh, I've been living over here for almost three years, but since I've moved, I haven't drove down there for whatever reason, which is, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I've been to Portland <laughs> like prior, but it's just like one of those things. So I was like, man, we just forget it. Like, let's just go. I don't know. Sometimes like when I'm like at home, I just feel like there's so much like going on to where I can't even take a step away sometimes, but you know, yeah, got to take totally. care of ourselves. But yeah, Portland, I'll probably go down there a couple of times. Like I just like to go down to like Oregon coast, um, which is like cool, but yeah, not anywhere in specific. I haven't been home in a while to Florida, so maybe that's in the cards, but not any super big trips. I haven't been home either since like before COVID, which is crazy. I'm actually going back east for my cousin's wedding. It's mm. I'll be on like the east coast, hang out with my family. It's gonna be wild. Oh, cool. <laughs> Can't cool. wait. Can you like bring us back? Like, how did the London project come about? Was that something you started doing while you were there, or did you kind of have that planned? 
before you went? Yeah, it was, I felt like it was, um, I don't know. I, I didn't know exactly like what I was going to do when I went there. Like I didn't know that's what it was going to be. Yeah. I think maybe somewhere subconsciously I knew I was working on something, but I didn't know it was going to be like the London project. I thought maybe it would just be a lot of like little individual things, more or less kind of with the portrait stuff I was doing uh, with everyone. And this all, basically everything that I've put out for it took place uh, August 2019, just over a span of like seven days, really everything that I did, that's... That's crazy. That's, yeah, it was just like a that's super crazy. short amount of time. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, but the first time I went there was 2018. I did like a little two-week uh, excursion to um, continental Europe. I don't since uh, London, the whole area is not in the EU, but uh, (laughs) I did like London for the first time in 2018 for like five days. And my experience there was just, it was amazing. Um, It was just like a really good time. It was like, I guess I just had a really strong interaction and everything like with the people there. And uh, I'm just like a huge people person, like no matter where you're at, like as long as you have the right people around you and you're doing life with some great people, that's what's going to shape your experience more so than the actual location but it's just you know it happened to be london for me and um you know after london i i you know spent those couple days there it was just like really hanging out it was just like a little solo trip two weeks i did london paris bruges brussels cologne and berlin and then i came back home but uh, at this time i was living uh in salt lake city utah and uh it was kind of like right at the end of when I was heading out. So I just think kind of some things that were going on in my life kind of created the opportunity for me to fully embrace, I guess, the quote unquote London experience. And um, yeah, it was just, it was just really, it was a really good time. So I was like, wow, I had such a good time. I want to go back again, 2019. Mm. Um, kind of around the same time. So I went and reconnected with some people, met a ton of like new people and in 2019, I've like those people I connected with most majority of them. I still talk to like now, mm. um, one of my good friends, Joshua Simpson, I met him in 2018 when I was there. And then like 2019, like we hung out, he came and like filmed some BTS stuff for like one of my shoots and we just got dinner and everything. And kind of, kind of since that point, we've, we've grown like really close and it's not like we're, oh, we're talking about like photography every day. We're just talking like normal people, yeah. Yeah, your yeah, friends, yeah. your friends, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So it's like, it's just such a beautiful thing. And I'm like a super like, kind of like sentimental, sensitive in that way. Like just, I don't know. I just feel a lot of things. So those type of like Same interactions here. and stuff for me, I'm just like, wow, like this is like what it means to truly be living or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I went out there and I guess I was kind of pushed to shoot as much as I did. Uh, because when I moved to Seattle, I was having like a, a very hard time of navigating that space. You know, I wasn't mm. able to be as creative as I wanted to be. And I felt very limited because of one thing that I mentioned earlier is just like access. Uh, right. You know, yeah. kind of just, I guess, polar opposite is like when I've gone down to LA, you know, obviously everyone comes down there to, you know, a little bit do the same things. So when those right opportunities come up, people really jump on those and as opposed to like reaching out for people here, at least in my personal experience, it wasn't really received, uh, you know, I guess openly or just, I don't know. It just wasn't very welcoming for me. Yeah. And I think it kind of just put me in a place like, well, damn, like 
can I still even like do this like the way that I want to do uh-huh. it? Um, and then not good feelings. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was just it was weird. It was it was just so weird because it's like okay, well you shoot portraits. Like how do you shoot portraits? Obviously like with people, but then it's like yeah, yeah. okay, nobody like wants to like shoot or whatever. And but I'm just like wow, this just wasn't how it was for me in Salt Lake either. Like it was just a very strong like creative community and. um yeah, I guess it's just like it was hard to like kind of break in and I still feel the same way. So that basically pushed me towards doing a lot of like agencies, t- agency tests and working with agency talent because it's like more or less like, OK, you contact the booker to try to like shoot and everything. Yeah. More or less kind of like then going through Instagram. Now, I do a little bit of both, but it was just like one of those things of like, OK, like I really want to work with some people that are like doing it for real because right. like this is like what I'm trying to do. So essentially, I kind of got warmed up to it summer 2019 in Seattle. And then I went out to London and did the same thing, but like 10 X yeah. what I was That's doing. so cool. And um. Yeah, basically just set a whole bunch of stuff up and I was like, let me just shoot photos and video and like, you know, let's do like a couple looks. Um, You know, I actually didn't have to plan too much for the shoots. I was just like, okay, I just want to have someone come here at this location and then maybe I kind of chat with them a little bit before the shoot and stuff like that. And then along with that, I did a little bit of street and kind of like just some landscape stuff like travel photography and uh, yeah, I just did that over the span of like, you know, the seven days came on home. And just was really moved by my experience. And I took a step back to really like take in what I created and like really live mm. with the work, you know? Yeah. Not, I, it wasn't like one of those things like, okay, let me just go and shoot it. And then like, you know, a couple of weeks later, it's just like on Instagram or whatever or YouTube. I was just like, damn, like this is like really something. something. And then I think at the time when I come back, just kind of being a consumer of YouTube and just like, I guess, trying to be really involved in the community just like naturally of photography even more specifically film i think around that time a lot of people were talking about projects and kind of like that longevity and print mm-hmm. and zines yeah. and books yeah. and stuff and i was like wow like i've never really had anybody like talk to me about this stuff like i was just like taking photos or whatever like it was fun but i was like wow this is a way i can see uh, a direction with all this london stuff so i was like okay like this is what i'm gonna do and the photos were done like a good bit before the videos came out. But I was like, well, I don't want to just put the photos out. Like I need the video aspect of this stuff. So it marries up yeah, and it mm. kind of creates the narrative that I want to create. Um, but then that kind of just goes, I guess, to my filmmaking background. It's just like, I think the way that I did it or the way that I wanted to do it, I felt like I was able to create a little bit more of a stronger impact with the people that were like taking it in and then one thing I didn't want to do was I didn't want to sit down and tell people about like what I did I just wanted to show them whatever I captured and just put it out there like literally for my videos there's times where like I'm in the video times that I'm not (laughs) like and there's not really it's kind of like mysterious like in a way yeah 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 I think There's, there's I love there's no like caption or introduction on the video yeah, it's, it's just, just like, like just boom. happens and um i don't know i'm a little bit weird i'm kind of weird that way where i kind of like those things like that or it's like well if you're really paying attention you mm-hmm. know you might you might actually catch what it is like i'm trying to communicate and through different parts like you know do just like how we're talking today through podcasts and different interviews and stuff i think i've added words and stuff to the context but i haven't really brought it to the forefront i guess of where it's already been placed out. So yeah, I just, whatever I filmed literally is like all that I had. I didn't add any additional voiceover or yeah. you know, 
additional talking. I think on the last video, I just like added some text because I was like, well, that feels like pretty organic for mm. this specific thing. So yeah, I think for like six months or so, like that's pretty much all I focused on like putting out. And uh, yeah, it was just like a lot of fun. And I, all I really tried to do was um, just like pay homage to just like my experience and just try to do it like justice. You know, you know, we talked about traveling a little bit earlier. And one thing I always aim to do is like, I don't want to go to a place like I went there to take photos. Right. But it's like, yeah. I don't want to just like take from the place. It's like, mm, I want to yeah. give to yeah. it too as well. And just, you know, just try to respect, I guess, that whole side. Like I'm not somebody just coming in to just take advantage, but I'm like thoroughly invested in it as like a person. And uh, yeah, I just really tried to communicate that through. And as a result, I've met way more people like out that way. And yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's <laughs> that's just the been, way to do it. it's yeah. been hella fun. So it was just kind of like a, uh, it was just like a very important time, like in my life uh, as just like a person and as an artist. Yeah. Tons of fun. It's like an ongoing thing. Um, I think that'll just be like basically the first installment. And then and I'll probably just do a second one. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the second one would be like more so like in the light of how I would tell it, it would be like more involved mm-hmm. um, process. I don't know exactly like how it looks yet, but I've definitely, I guess since that time, um, I guess for anyone out there listening, one good tip for like shooting portraits or wanting to shoot with people in general is really building a rapport. Um, that's like super important mm-hmm. for me. So even if it's someone you think you may want to work with uh, somewhere down the line, it might be good to kind of like, you know, just be around and just have yeah. conversation with them like as a person. Cause I think when the time comes, you know, for you guys to like actually shoot, uh, there's not going to be any catching up or you're not going to miss a beat at all. You're just kind of going to hit the ground running. And I've done that in a lot of situations with people, even people like out in Japan and stuff. And yeah, it's just really cool. So like there's already people and stuff in mind that I'd want to get back to work with and work with again and then new people. And I think I'm at a point like right now too, where like maybe I'm ready to finally put uh, a zine, the zine together, I guess, from the first installment. And um, yeah. kind of see like how it is because like, I, I feel like over the last two years, I've gotten a lot better at curating mm-hmm. uh, like my own work and putting stuff together and understanding. Yeah, just how to even piece that stuff together, because I think even on, on YouTube, I share like way more photos than I probably typically would like on Instagram for the most part, like for the whole project. Mostly I shared pretty much all the images I shot, even images I thought that were just kind of mm, I was just yeah. like, let yeah. me just put it out there because it's just like a documentation of like all this. So, yeah, on top of shooting I like, that. like yeah, with yeah. people too, yeah. like, yeah, just like I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I think I did shoot a little <laughs> bit of street and, and landscape stuff too, like kind of travel stuff. So um, like I had one idea before like how would piece everything together but even so now i think i've kind of gained a little bit more experience especially kind of just doing some of the work that i've done in the last couple months you mentioned you reached out to agencies are they are they open to that if you reach out to an agency like hey i would love to book some work with some of your models are they like and eh, nah, we have our people or like how's that how do you find that yeah, that's um, that's a question I get a lot. I was supposed yeah. to make a video on that like last year. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I planned it out and wrote it out and everything, but I feel like now I'll get back around to doing it. And I think I can provide a lot more value on mm. that whole process, especially because it's like, this is what I'm experiencing more of now, actually in the moment of doing it too. Mm. Um, they're open, but one thing I tell everyone is you need to just have the portfolio right. for it. Right, right, um, right. Because the agency is not going to 
they're not going to just send someone out there to like a photographer that they might not have faith in. Like, cause it's yeah. like everyone's time, you know, it's like the agency's right. time. They're right. actually doing the booking, the model's time. And it's like, okay, if a model is like out on tests, then that means they can't be booked right, for right. like the paid work. You know, that's like an option mm. that they're not going to have for that day of the week or whatever. So I would say getting in, it could be a little bit, it, it could be, it could be a little bit difficult at first, like getting in, I'd say just because you're probably not the only person reaching out to test. Sure, so yeah. oh, I, yeah. would, I, I would say, yeah, <laughs> I would say like, just continue to reach out because even still now, sometimes like I don't get responses and mm. that's totally fine. Like some, these agents and everything are, they're super busy, but I guess along with doing it, if you continue to reach out to one specific agency or just continue. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You to reach out to maybe a few and you build that relationship with them. That can be something that's really fruitful. For example, uh, Freedom Models like LA, the first time I shot with them was like 2019, early fall, I think. And I shot with like three of their girls and uh, yeah, everything like just went really good and stuff like that. And basically since that point, that booker, I've kind of like just kept in contact with. And since I've been back, um, especially because it's been like in back-to-back months or whatever. So I've like booked quite a bit of talent between those times it's it's kind of like yeah just been like an ongoing thing and uh they know like i guess you know what what i'm bringing to to the table and Mm. you know definitely want to see the consistency outside of like what you're doing but i guess once you once you kind of build that relationship or a booker even from an agency you maybe never shot with has like found you they'll they'll definitely reach out because i've gotten emails and stuff uh from bookers and stuff too like directly from them and then sometimes they just add you to a a mailchimp right 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 (laughs) yeah oh we have this person like in town um so yeah it's it's super fun and uh i think it's yeah one of those cool things you can do to just really like build your build your book and build your portfolio and I, I feel like that's definitely what I've been doing more so recently especially like having a year like how we did last year so mm-hmm. it's like a lot of what I was doing before halted and then it's like okay kind of like picking back up just even more like understanding and I guess more maturity and growth outside of like yeah just the photography side so yeah just reach out be professional too like that's mm-hmm. another thing within like this industry is so not even just like portrait or fashion, whatever, just commercial industry of like photography. I would just say photography as whole, the relationship side is so important. You know, like you just never know how that little bit of interaction Mm -hmm. you had with someone can stay with them or, you know, whatever, you know, a lot of people know the same people and stuff too. So if you're working with agencies, definitely just keep the professionalism and just like, yeah, turn out the good work and a lot of opportunities and stuff thinking like come from that because i feel like it's a whole ecosystem within itself so mm-hmm. totally yeah. when they're reaching out to you now is that is that through instagram or is there like a specific place that you post your work where they find you or just for anybody who's trying to break into that yeah for sure i would say um 
social media, like I, I have my email and stuff like in my bio. So mm. it's been mostly through email. But then like I've had a friend where a booker like DM'd him. Um, and if you start developing the relationship with those bookers, just like follow them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So oh, then, you okay. know, they can just see yeah. what you're doing too as well. Especially like you've already had that foundation of like, oh, we're emailing back and forth or we've gotten on the phone and like talked and sometimes too they may ask like to meet you or whatever like just fully dive into that you know just build relationships yeah i think that's like pretty solid i i want to say probably at this point i've probably done i'd say somewhere between like maybe like 35 to like 45 like model tests like with agencies like over maybe since like 2019 just agency ones though it might be a little bit more i don't remember so it's somewhere around there so yeah you can kind of just see like how it flows some people are lucky enough to get an opportunity to do uh like paid tests but i think that's you just really you have to be at that good point where it's like okay you've you've probably shot with their their talent like long enough and they just they want you to shoot with you know everyone new that's coming into the agency because with all that work that they're doing it's like okay yeah we may come together and do it on an accord that maybe it's free but the the talent they're gonna if it makes their book or not yeah (laughs) like it's gonna um it's definitely gonna help them book more gigs and if they're staying busy that's that's good for everyone so right yeah it's just one of those things so cool yeah so vince do you we've had it's funny we just had another photographer slash filmmaker our last guest caleb i asked him him this question do you consider yourself like what what are you drawn to more photo or video (laughs) it's a good it's a good split okay i I do think i do (laughs) think yeah i do think about this a lot though and i'm like i'm like i just ask myself sometimes like well if i had to do like one like Mm. yeah yeah what would i do you know and sometimes i'm like i feel like maybe i would lean more on the video side uh, because I'm like, oh, well, interesting. I technically I can still have photos if I pull the stills. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yep. then I can yep. also have the motion. Um, but it's it's with video. It's there's so much more that you can like add to it right yeah. there's like sound design there's mm-hmm. you know yeah. the type of editing you're doing the pacing i feel like for me i can really create a lot of like strong emotion and i think because i do both um especially like shooting like fashion films and stuff and i shoot the stills too as well it's like okay you may see the stills but then when you see the motion too like it'll just make it a stronger story to where you can really feel like everything it was that maybe i was trying to like give that maybe didn't get communicated through to the photos but i i they're both near and dear <laughs> they're both that's, near and dear that's a good that's okay i like that and if <laughs> you know yeah we at least i get asked a lot um you know living in la and even back in back home like like can you do video like anytime i was hired for a photo shoot they were like well can you shoot video too yeah. and i was like no i'm like not even close <laughs> i could never like that's such a I mean, I just learned photography, you know, I didn't really, yeah. I mean, I'm, now I'm messing around with my, my, my YouTube channel and stuff like yeah. that, but I don't, I still don't feel like I would rather have like a team and a direct something versus yeah. like me, myself shooting it. So that's, yeah. that's good that you're, you know, doing both. All it takes is flipping the camera. Like if you're using a digital one, of course, you can't do yeah. with a film one, but <laughs> yeah. all it takes is just flipping the dial and, um, for anyone that has an interest on that, whatever scene you're shooting, just literally sh- the same composition and everything that you're doing, just turn it over to video and just, it could just mm. be like a still shot with like no movement or you can just like add a little bit of movement and stuff in there. But yeah, it's definitely 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. Man, so when you were shooting all that stuff in London, all the video, were you already doing YouTube at that time? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so okay. I've um I've been on YouTube like for a good hot minute like all right. I think my I started my channel like January 1st, 2017 cuz I was like, "Oh, this year like I'm going to get on YouTube." Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think <laughs> I I just had like a couple like vlog stuff, um things like that, and then it was just like I guess from 2017 to like late was it 20 maybe late 2018 or something like that. I would just like upload things that I was making. It wasn't necessarily mm. like kind of like me in front of the camera as a personality yeah, it was yeah. just like oh like I went here and I just like shot a little travel video or like before I even knew what I was doing I was already like doing like these portrait shoots and stuff and I was just like filming the people I was shooting and I was just like hey like just do this or like walk this way or mm-hmm. one one thing I like to do is like or one thing I like to say when I do the shoots and stuff I'm just like okay so we're gonna shoot some video too but it's really just gonna be like the photos but just think motion with like what yeah. we're doing yeah. just think more fluid and then we'll we'll have a little bit of direction and stuff um or a little bit more added direction and it's kind of fun because it's like a little bit of a dance i say that like all the time even with photography too like when you're shooting people it's 100 percent like a dance it's like you're only going to get as much as what the other person is you know going to yep. give you and you gotta oh, yeah. you gotta know how to like kind of cut into that and kind of bring that out but um damn i've lost the original question <laughs> for what i was trying to go through but anyway yeah it's just like um <laughs> It's fun. So yeah, that's cool. I I really I, I I was saying to Chris before we hopped on here. I was like, I found you through I your RB six seven video. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. there we go. There's the YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, and I was just I because I remember you. I don't know if you were teasing the London thing and saying oh, that I was. You <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I just remember that, yeah. and I. And I you know, I obviously didn't catch much. Yeah, that's how you find people on YouTube. You know, you're searching one of your favorite cameras. Yeah, it happens. And next thing it's you know, door. you find 10 new photography right. channels that you didn't know existed. And it's yeah. like, I just remember like, man, he doesn't only have one. He has two. Like, what did... Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was... um. Is a wild time. Yeah, Both yeah. Both of the 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 Arby's. It's so wild. With YouTube, is it's a funny place for me because it's like I feel like I make so much stuff. It's actually very hard for me to like try to keep up with i guess like putting out things like mm-hmm. more on a Tell like it. oh it just like <laughs> happened last week and i'm gonna put it up like the next week like it's so hard to do that for me yeah because like i work too as well full time and then it's like i'm trying to pursue like being a freelance photographer and it's like youtube mm-hmm. is kind of like almost just like the fun place but then it's right. like you know that youtube can afford you maybe some opportunities that can help you mm-hmm. out with your freelance oh, 100%. but um yeah. yeah i had two rb67s it's wild because i bought one it was like February 2019, but I don't think I first put a video out until like maybe August. So I'd had it for a while and I'd just been shooting, but it was just like, oh, I have this again. I was like, oh, I have this other stuff that I want to, that I just want to put out and uh-huh. I'll just keep using this. And when I'm ready to talk about it, you know, I will. And uh, yeah, I would say uh, more film wise, yeah, a lot of people did find me uh, through that way. It's just like, I just went to the shop and I like bought one and, and then I came across another one where the body was only like, <laughs> it was only like $200. And I was like, well, I'm going to yeah, buy the wild. body because I have two lenses and I have another back and I don't need yeah. anything else for it. Um, and I had two and I, I don't have them anymore, but I wanted to keep them. Um, 
and then have my RZ as well. But it was just like, okay, these cameras, they're just going to sit. Like, right. It looks right. like really right. good. Right. But I was like, somebody, you know, th- maybe they can use them. And I was like, well, maybe I could use the money. So I was like, I guess I'll sell it. <laughs> yeah. But for um, sure. Been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- it was just a lot of fun. I just, when I put those videos out, I never expected anything from it. I was just like, I'm just a guy with these cameras. Like, I just want to yeah. tell people like about this um and then i feel like i didn't even that's a whole nother side i guess a film that i didn't even really think about you know like 120 it's like oh okay i knew 35 but mm, i feel yeah. like at the time shout out to willem he's like the whole <laughs> the whole king of the film stuff on youtube but uh-huh. uh <laughs> i feel like i i found his channel say maybe right at the end of 2018 and um his earlier stuff he was doing a lot of portrait things and it was like yeah. i think it was like with the rz and maybe like the mia 645 and uh it just a random homepage thing and I, I clicked on this page and I remember finding his channel was like only like ten thousand subs and I was just like, yeah. damn, like yeah. who's this dude like making this cool stuff? Yeah. I'm like, I've never seen or heard of this type of camera before. I'm like, okay, so I just kinda like got interested and then it really just opened up a whole new world of YouTube as you know, just like you said, Timothy, just researching this camera uh-huh. and the next thing you know it's like all these other people pop up and then it's like okay you might have went for the went to them for the camera but then it's like i like you like i'm gonna yeah. continue oh, watching sure. like what uh-huh. you do or whatever so yeah the rb67 stuff definitely like out there and i think even in the video i, I was just like i was like oh yeah i just got back from london or whatever but yeah, these are like yeah, the two yeah. cameras i have i was like i just want to tell you about them i think my mic had like broke for the video so i was like all right well i'm just gonna make this and then yeah just i put it up but i don't think it really started getting any traction until like three or four months later after it had been up so yeah just kind of i guess before then i was just like i would just uploading things that i was just creating and then i just hopped in front of the camera i think yeah they were right at the beginning like 2019 and then i was just kind of like talking through a lot of my experiences stuff from my Europe trip and I made it kind of like a bunch of videos and stuff kind of like around that. And then, yeah, just kind of like transformed. And I feel like my channel is just more kind of like a documentation of things I've got up to um, and things I kind of just like want to share more like, I guess, entertainment driven. But then like, if you can take something from it, you know, that maybe I'm doing to maybe shorten your steps or just like inspire you to get out to like take photos, like that's cool as well. And then, yeah, I think I'm right now I'm just at a point too where like I have a bunch of stuff and I know how I'm trying to like navigate, but it's it's so hard to like just keep up with all of it. But yeah, oh, it's dude, a ton it's of fun. Tough. It's, I feel it's like, a ton of fun though. I feel like I'm like kind of stuck right now. Yeah. I like have no idea what I want to do next. And I'm just like in my own way about it. Yeah. And like every every day that pat like every weekend that passes or every day I have off, I'm like, I should be doing a I should be doing a you video. Be doing I should a video. be doing a video. You know, it's like <laughs> I feel uh, that. I feel that, Chris. Like it's it's so weird. I think one of the beautiful things about YouTube though is even though we may be doing like one thing, like that curiosity, we can always like, you know, go and do those things. And I feel like with you know, it's like your channel is not like oh like it's just i don't know like a portrait or whatever you know it's Mm -hmm. like your name and i feel like whenever it's your name you can just do whatever you want you know you're not necessarily kind of like pigeonholing yourself into one thing which absolutely there's nothing like wrong with that but i feel like for me like with like my personality i'm like dude i'm into so many different things right right and it makes it hard i i think it does make it hard because it's like well if you want to create maybe some type of financial opportunity for yourself, it might be smart to kind of like, oh, do this Mm -hmm. one thing for like a while because then it's like, okay, maybe that's what you become like known for or whatever. And it's like, at the end of the day, like it's like not about 
numbers or whatever, but it's like we know those numbers create opportunity for right. ourselves and maybe that'll make Definitely. that'll make things easier for us so we can like fully step into that side of creativity. So I, I it's something I feel like I battled that a lot myself. I'm like cuz I sometimes I feel like I have a, such a specific way of like how I want to try to like do things and mm-hmm. then it'll like hold things up. And mm-hmm. I've had that like, oh, damn, I should make it. I should be filming a video. But then it's like, I don't even film prepared to like do it the way that I want to do it. Or it's like, yeah. oh, I'm editing these photos and I need to get these back to these people. So this takes precedent. And then it just yeah. days go by. <laughs> Seriously. I just I, I love YouTube for the aspect of like a journal. It's for me, it's yeah. really just a kind of like a time capsule of I was actually recommended one of my own videos not too long ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Like, oh man, like I forgot all about this. And just watching it was like, oh man, there's Fourth Street, there's this, there's that. Oh, I shot those pictures there. You know, it's just like really cool. Because I mean, just through generations, you know, think about mm-hmm. like our grandparents shooting soup, like Seriously. Super 8, and then our parents shooting VHS yeah. and all that stuff. And it's just like really cool to have these. And, and we're given this opportunity to kind of share our, our lives and stories with the world. Because exactly. I mean, I don't know about you, when I go thrifting and stuff and I find some slides like a goodwill or something yeah. you know i'm like looking them up and yeah. oh man they're they're you know the pyramids or yeah. something like yeah. it's just really cool to to get a like a snap of other people's lives too so yeah. that totally. last part i don't know where i was going with that nah, that yeah. last part what you said getting the snap of people's lives i think is that's like what i enjoy the most because i feel like with a lot of people that i've watched even be- mm. before like i discovered uh like film again like people like joe allen i don't know if you guys have ever heard of him but he's like a travel yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. travel photographer like filmmaker like based out of london and then somebody else i've watched like for a while his name is yc Imogen, and he shoots like a lot of like uh, music videos and just like a lot of filmmaking work and stuff and to go from watching them for two three years to like actually meeting them Mm. and having a relationship like that is crazy to me it's like wow we really just transcended like just this internet relationship to like oh like i actually know you and um yeah it's just been like way cool to kind of like have relationships develop like that and i feel like i've had that in a lot of different ways like through uh doing youtube and just being able to you know go back and watch these things of you know your diary entry uh so to speak i think is super powerful um one thing i like to say or or think about is just like the videos i make they're essentially kind of like just for me you know but it's like if you can embrace like whatever it is that i'm doing if maybe we can have community around that or have it start a conversation or whatever i think that's like way cool and um, I feel like when when you just out there, yeah, just creating for yourself, you kind of get into this place of like, it's, I guess, the longevity of it. You know, you're kind of like in it for the long haul because yeah. it's just like, it's just your journey. So like whatever you're doing, like you're never going to, you're never going to have stuff to like run out uh, or run out stuff to, I can't even get my words all mixed up. You'll never have stuff to run out of. I don't even know if I'm yeah. saying that, but like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're going to always have stuff to talk about. So I feel right. like even like for you, Chris, like I'm sure there's, there's like plenty that, you know, yeah. it's just like about kind of just picking one thing and just being like, okay, I'm going to do this and just right. like kind of go after it. Cause yeah, I feel like getting, I feel like sometimes, yeah, I definitely get in my own way and I'm, like, I'm, I'm actually the holdup yeah. to like what's going <laughs> 
going on? Yeah, What's me. the hold up? Oh, wait, it's me. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, Chris, I think you should do one for you. You yeah. know what I mean? Do something that might not necessarily hit it out of the park. Just something that you're interested in. Like, this is my whatever. Well, you camera, see that, you know? that box right there? I do. Oh, is so, that unboxing? Yeah, well, I'll probably, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to unbox it. It is a camera. But so I was talking to my mom recently and she like, so I was, I was considering myself like I was vlogging before it was like a thing. Like in high school, mm. I shot. Oh, those are the VHSs. So it's not the, the, it's not the tapes. I ended up buying because I, I was like, mom, c- can you please find the camera? Because we had all the tapes we saved, like, you know, a little square like yeah, VH, yeah. VH, VHSC, I think it was. So they're like the ones that you could either watch in the camera or put into the um the like little tape thing. That, cartridge. Cartridge yeah. thing. So I basically like from memory tried to figure out remember which camera it was and I found it on eBay, pretty sure. Oh, sweet. So, no spoilers, no spoilers. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> I'm thinking about either shooting something with that, like maybe like it's so funny because I like remember some of the footage, but I'm like so what really inspired me, if have you guys seen um what's her name? The actress who played Punky Brewster? I can never remember her name. So uh, you so, were talking about this. Yes, yeah, if I, I mentioned this before. I know who you mean. I'm so yeah. sorry, but she <laughs> I don't think you did on the show. Okay. But she put out a crazy documentary of her like life in the 90s and it was in Hollywood with like like Leonardo DiCaprio like all these like famous people when they were like super young and I was watching this and I was like I was doing that with like my friends in my hometown and it's I just I I don't know I don't know what I'm gonna do with it but I'm gonna try to shoot something in that same style because you know now you shoot when you shoot a vlog at least you're like pointing the camera at yourself but back then it was always pointing out you know, yeah. so I don't know. I'm, I Sounds might do a little project with that. If, if just get out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. We'll be right back with listener question for Vince right after this message from our sponsor. Support for analog talk comes from Polaroid. Use the promo code analog talk 10 on your first purchase on film at Polaroid.com. Just wanted to pop in here real quick and let you guys know about our Patreon only develop and hang nights. Now this is a Patreon only exclusive they're a ton of fun. We've done a bunch already. It's just a group of us. We get together. We hang out. We develop film. We talk shop. We laugh. It's just a really good time. And Patreon is the best way to help support the show. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, this is part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Kelsey Smith Photography. And they wanted to know, how do you go about picking color palettes for your portraits? It's a pretty cool question. That's a fun question. Shout out to Kelsey. Thank you so much for asking the question. Much love to you. Color palette is very, very, very important uh, for me. You always... Or you don't always have to be because you can do a juxtaposition. But for me, more often than not, the location and whatever the person is wearing, it needs to it needs to match. It needs to be cohesive for me. Even if you're just shooting like a street portrait, you know, you may spot someone like on the street, but maybe where you saw them, you might not actually want to take their photo. There may be like a couple steps away where maybe it might work better. And sometimes, you know, you're not always seeing the full background, but you know, you you can still see those colors like bleed through. So I feel like just thinking about what is complementary. Um, sometimes it may be hard to try to find that. 
So one thing that I do is I get out in location scout as much as I can, like prior to the shoot to think about, okay, what would work for like the styling? Sometimes the styling will come first. Sometimes the location will come first. Sometimes it's like about making it work. I think the biggest thing you can do is just like adapt. So pre-planning is important for like color palette. You know, if you're wanting to shoot like some blue and like yellows or, mm. you know, just complement complementary colors. It's so wild. It's like, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good at it and I can't even think of the color wheel yeah, on my yeah. head. But if you like, <laughs> if you like just basically Google the like color wheel, you can see those opposite colors yeah. of, uh, of what is like cohesive and just like what naturally, I guess like attracts your eye. I feel like that's such a, I don't know if the answer is like super direct, but just thinking about what is complementary, what sticks together. And I think, you know, for me, I like using colors a lot. I like to have things pop. There's just something about that that just like attracts me. So I feel like it's, it's, I don't know, maybe it comes natural a little bit. Maybe it's a, it's a little bit of natural. Maybe it's a little bit of like just trying to be intentional, but it's something I do think about. Yeah. So Kelsey, I hope that answers the question. Yeah. I know it's a little bit all around, but just (laughs) think about it, pre-plan, talk to whoever you're shooting that you're taking uh, portraits of and yeah, let them know the location. Maybe they may have an outfit or something that goes in a line with that, Mm -hmm. that fits with their style and yeah, just have that open communication and a uh, location scout. Huge. Love it. And that's why I shoot black and white. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but different colors show up different on black and white. Too, they so, do. You know, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Certain <laughs> colors will just, they come out different to make that black and white pop. I love black and yeah. white though too. 100%. Yeah. Definitely. All right. We got to ask you the tough questions. Okay. (laughs) All right. So it's the old desert island question. You can only choose one of your children. (laughs) On the island, there is a little film shack, as we've all seen with our new (laughs) t-shirts, and unlimited developing technician film, all that fun stuff on this island that you somehow are still stuck on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, batteries. But you can only choose one camera, and what's it going to be and why? You see, I've actually been thinking about this question mm-hmm. all day, because I knew it was coming. <laughs> and I feel like Chris asked a very important question at the beginning. And I was like, well, you know, I'm, I could name something that's not film, then everyone can hate me. <laughs> and then I was like, well, then if I pick something that's film, then I can't shoot video. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, well, maybe. Does it have to be a camera that we own currently? Well, yeah, this part of the for question. the desert island. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like a part of me wants to just be like, okay, I'll just bring my Fuji XT3. That way, I can take some photos, but then I can shoot some video. But since this is photography focused, I'll say. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, you know, I, this doesn't even feel like what I would naturally do, but I feel like this makes most sense. I feel like I would do like my contacts G2 because if I'm on the Ooh. island, I'm doing a lot of walking, you know, uh-huh. I want something that's mm-hmm. light. Yep. I feel like that would make the most sense. You know, there's batteries there. We'll be all right. You know, those, those expensive electronic film cameras, you know, spend the money on them. It's okay. Uh-huh. It's yeah. okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> that makes the most sense. I'm going to be sensible. I'll go with that. And uh, yeah, just the 35 mil lens on it. I think that would be a lot of fun, you know? That's my setup. Yeah. I have the G1 with the 35. Oh, it's so much fun. It's fun. I think that's the first G2 that we got in the desert. Oh, you think? I think so. It's a great, great answer. Maybe a G... Uh, we probably had the G1 before. It right? makes yeah. most I sense. I can't walk around yeah. with the RZ. Yeah, like, it's too heavy, especially yeah. if it's too <laughs> hot, hot on the island. It's going to yeah. be hot. Like, nah, you, you know, you just want a quick snap. Like, you know, feet in the sand. Oh. Easy. 
Love it. Dude, great answer. Great answer. All right, this one is is a little easier, I feel like, but it's the uh, the white whale camera. So it's something that you've you've either shot before and you you know you've always wanted, or a camera that you've always seen somebody have, and you and you just always had that desire to to own it or shoot it. Okay. What uh? See. What are you thinking? I'm on almost that referencing kind of like what I said again because it's like <laughs> it's so hard. You know, I feel like the cameras that I have right now, I feel like I don't really need anything else like photo wise. You know, like I have like my mm. RZ, I have my G2, I have like a C220 that's like on loan. It's not really mine, but then mm. it like kind of is. Is, you know it's like one of those things that eventually <laughs> yeah. it just becomes yours right so <laughs> i have that my ae1 can i can i say like two like a photo and video sure. is that yeah. fair oh, yeah. yeah okay we'll let you do that there we go there's an exception <laughs> to the rule always. yeah so i think photo wise i don't know i feel like i'm so t- i feel like i am the typical like film person like even with the camera the cameras i own but it's just like they just create good images you know along with your eye too you know it's only part of the battle but um Mm -hmm. i feel like it would be nice to have a good like medium format like walk around i think i feel like a lot of people dig the mumia 7 but i feel like it would be cool to have the 6 uh just because it's like compact you know um and square format is just kind of weird and i kind of like that so i like it too. um yeah just the compact design of it is i think is cool how the lens will kind of like retract into the body mm-hmm. a couple of years ago i did look at one i just never pulled the trigger so i feel like yeah that would be cool i've t- talked a little bit about it like the last couple months and everything with a few friends like that would be a nice camera just to bring and walk around with and meet up with people you know dude definitely it's still such shoot, a cool camera uh, medium yeah. format and then video wise like filmmaking i feel like i've been looking a lot at like cinema cameras mm-hmm. um ah. and i think it would just be more so like it wouldn't necessarily be a camera i use like for youtube maybe there'd be opportunities i would um but i guess just like shooting like documentary work uh just helping tell like other people's stories like that's another thing that i'm interested in and two as well. I've done it a little bit. Actually, working on a project right now on that. So, if you guys are listening to this, it might be out already. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe the Black Magic Ooh. 6K, like that would be cool. Okay. Yeah, just fun. I don't know. I like. I'm. I'm into that. I'm into that. <laughs> those cameras. I'm into it too. Have you ever yeah. seen those cameras, Timothy? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. They're like real nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. And they're not outrageously priced. Nah, right. they're they're, Black- they're a good point. They're a good they're a good yeah. price point. That's why I'm like okay i see that that's realistic you know uh-huh. i don't know i just watched like a video the other day on like someone's like handheld rig mm-hmm. and i was just like damn that's nice yeah <laughs> like yeah. i want that yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's a great that's a good answer those that, two those yeah. two i'd rock Dude, out with those. great answers mm-hmm. great answers well i'm yeah. i'm happy this is a great episode <laughs> this was good yeah thank you guys so much <laughs> yes vince so where can everybody <laughs> check out your work your youtube instagram all that stuff so it's just uh vincent perry jr like on everything pretty much whatever social media you can think of except snapchat because i'm not in high school i'm kidding i know there's people out there that use it but i deleted it a long time ago but uh yeah just vincent vincent perry jr on everything um yeah i'm just out there just shoot me a message reach out thank you guys so much for having me on the show like this is fun just kind of like a super surreal moment just to go Uh from like listening to like so many people to like actually talking and everything like that so you know i'm thankful for the opportunity to like talk shop and like same here yeah Yeah, we're happy to have you have the space to like talk and everything that's super important so my 
thank you guys so much for the platform. Really appreciate it. Of course. Definitely. Timothy, where can everybody check you out? Guys, you can head over to Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. I also have some older YouTube videos that I did many years ago. Uh, easiest way to find those is just go to the search bar and type in Timothy Makeups. That's it for me. Chris, where are you? So I am Crispy Photo on all the things, even Snapchat, I think. <laughs> we are analog. I'm going to have to re download yeah. that. <laughs> we are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog podcast on instagram we have a facebook group you can join and a page you can like and that's it yeah vince thank you thank you thank you this is yeah, great thank you guys so much we had a Appreciate blast it. all right guys we'll see you in the next one bye <laughs> all right first off we want to thank vince for coming on the show thanks man for taking the time and just hanging out with us chris and i had such a great time it was great getting to hear your backstory and and all about your trips around the world and and your model shoots it's it it was just really interesting and it it was great great getting to chat with you thanks again vince for taking the time guys it's going to take us to patreon head over to patreon.com slash analog talk for even a buck you can get the show two days early that means we post on a wednesday and you'll get it on a monday it's pretty cool we also have a bunch of other stuff over there chris and i are doing solo shows we have our develop and hang nights which are just a ton of fun and it's it's a blast getting to hang out with you guys on a monthly basis if that sounds like something you'd be interested in head over to patreon.com slash analog talk we have a bunch of other stuff over there it's just a ton of fun and for all the patrons that help support the show we do not know what we would do without you we love you guys you are the best so that's going to be it for this week's episode Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging. Hope you guys are doing great out there. Hope you guys are still shooting and all that stuff. And until next week, we'll see you soon. Have a good week, guys. Later.